Okay, this is a movie. Have you guys heard of it? Not me. Well, uh, I watched it with you, so oh, yes. Yeah. All right, just, just really quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, we did. <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the one where we review The Revenant, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Jacob, hit me with that trailer. proper thing to do would be to finish him off quick. He's to be cared for as long as necessary. I understand. Get away! Help! What happened? We did what we had to do. He was buried right. I am Brandon Rabar. I'm joined by my co-hosts, as always, Jacob Crisip and Rachel Jameson. And this week we're reviewing Golden Globe Best Picture winner, The Revenant. And uh, the director is Jacob. Do you want to give a shot yeah, at his yeah. name? I got this. Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu. Very good. Very good. Rachel, you want to give it a shot? Nope. <laughs> Alejandro, that's what I'm going to call him. Starring, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio as Hugh Glass, Tom Hardy as John Fitzgerald. And uh, really, those two guys carry the movie. Uh, I really, really loved this movie. I don't want to jump into it quite yet because I always um, give it over to Jacob and Rachel first. But I would like to preface it with that. I really enjoyed this movie. Really? Jacob. Because the way you preface the text message... Earlier, I was like, oh, I don't think Brandon liked it. Oh, really? So I was what going did... into, I walked into tonight thinking that you were in a fan. What text oh. message? What, well, what I, I said something like, Rachel and I were going to start it first. And you said, well, you might as well start with the, with the Revenant oh, thing. Oh, that's true. And I was like, oh, he must not even like it to talk right. about it. Oh, you know, okay, <laughs> that's a good call. But it's, actually, that just speaks more to how much I love making a murderer. Because our other podcast this oh. week, we're going to do something special this week. Instead of a top five, since Everyone is buzzing about Making a Murderer. We've all three watched it. We're going to break down Making a Murderer and solve the mystery of uh, who killed Teresa in our other podcast. So be sure to listen to that. But no, it's just that I'm so jazzed to talk about that. No. Yeah. Got it. Got it. (laughs) Um, All right. So this was like one of my top five, you know, ready to watch, you know, movies to watch this year. Oh, you've been you've been excited about The Revenant since. What have we been watching that trailer for, since like for months, like August, sometime this, I feel sometime like, this summer. Yeah, I feel it was like we July. started in June ish, and that trailer dropped somewhere in July or August. Yeah, and immediately when I saw that, saw the shot of Leonardo on a on a horse mm-hmm. and the camera swinging back and forth. I was yeah. like, that looks really cool. Plus, that director and and uh, cinematographer just won. Yeah, for Birdman. For Birdman, so it's like this could be really exciting. Yeah. Plus, we don't get to see any type of frontier slash. Oh, 
Legends of the Fall type movies anymore. Yeah. I don't feel like. No, no, we really don't. Really epic. We we see What's some the genre for that. I mean, it would be because it's not really a western either. I mean, the closest you could categorize it. Is probably period piece it would be a period what, piece. What is it a period piece? Me, and is it I guess. Like 2015 or 16? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So the point was, that I was, I was I generally like those movies. Um, I was jazzed when it was coming out. Uh, the director has a great resume. It had a great cast. It had everything that we wanted. It was coming out right during you know uh, award season, mm-hmm. and I've been pretty stoked about it the entire time. And I hated the movie. Did you really? No, it was oh. awesome. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was unbelievable. Um, look, I, there are times that it, it was slow paced, but I think that kind of goes along with that argument I usually make about two thousand one, or I have been making about Lawrence of Arabia, where it sets the tone of what the what the characters are doing oh, at the time. Dude, you know, this makes. I mean, I mean, look, so those two movies are three hour, three, three and a half hours long, whereas this is two well, and a yeah. half hours. I was two thousand one so makes this look like sure, like transform the raid. But, but, <laughs> yeah, but it's the same point as far as if we're talking technically, like you set those slow. You know, tones to it to establish that the characters are, you know, they're by themselves. I'm with they're, you. There's... I'm with you. So, yes. so it works. And yes, thankfully, it's only two and a half hours. But, you know, for a movie that's not really dialogue driven, God, the physical acting in it completely makes up for that. Yes. Um, I mean, where do we even start with this movie uh, if we're not going to talk about the technical, you know, achievements that it made? So I guess we'll start with Leo. But we'll get to that shortly. Just know that I really. Really, really thought this was a great movie and held up to my expectations. I, I was wondering sure because you were if you know, could, super jazzed. Yeah, I, you know when you when you have it that high, you know sometimes you can be disappointed. Right. And I'm not going to say I was disappointed with Star Wars, but you know I, I was worried that could happen. Yeah. And um, it's I didn't I wasn't sure what could contend with some of my top movies of the year, and the Revenant did. It, it met yeah. my expectations, and um, and it's one of the movies, one of the few movies this year that. After I left the theater, it's grown on me even more. Um, yes. I, I continuously thought about it. I'm starting to research more and more five days after I've seen yep. it. In some movies, I just kind of move on to the next movie. I like it more so today than say, I liked it you know? yesterday, and I liked it more yesterday than the day I saw yeah. it because I saw it on Monday. Monday, okay. And we're recording this on Wednesday. Yeah, I saw so it. So I liked Saturday. it a lot on Monday. I liked it even more yesterday, yeah. and today I liked it. Like it's, yeah. maybe it's, it's sitting maybe with it's me really, I'm really sitting, well. I'm sitting during the slow scenes, but all the things, all the action part scenes, all the you know the visually stunning you know photography. Mm-hmm. Is really resonating, really resonating well, yeah. and um, liked it very much. Now, I don't think that Rachel liked it as much as you or me did, but I could be wrong. Rachel, your thoughts <laughs> no one on... Someone got their ear cut off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone got their ear bit off. <laughs> that is true. true. <laughs> so there's well. that. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I definitely think it's a great movie, and I agree with everything that you said. My issue with it is it's not a fun watch Next. by any means. No. <laughs> it, it's just not... It's, it's sure. a story of like, well, what else can happen to this guy? Like, surely it can't get any worse, right? God, but like, no, it can. So watching it, I was like, oh my, like again, like yeah. more, there's more to this. See, but um, I kind of like that aspect. But continue. Boy. You would think it would be different since you think I have a heart of stone and yeah. I love everything that's awful. Yeah. But I was like, give this guy a freaking break. Rachel's like, like, God, like this guy totally has deserves what's coming to him. <laughs> <laughs> it won best picture for the Golden Globe for best picture, mm-hmm. which was a surprise. Did it? Did it deserve it? I have no issue with that. Is it? Right. It is the best technically 
made film of the year. Yes. It has great acting. Uh, the shots are amazing. It's beautiful. All those things. I don't have an issue with that. It was not my favorite film of the year, but was it the best made film of the year? Yeah. I'm, I have no problem saying that. Yeah. So, no, I, I thought it was a really good movie, and I haven't been able to sit with it as long as you guys have because I just watched it yesterday. Oh. Uh, so and late, so I days. didn't. So I didn't have time. <laughs> I haven't had time to do any research. I know it's loosely based off of a real story, but I haven't had any time to do any research on Glass or anything like that yet. So I haven't really had time to sit with it yet. But my my initial reaction is watching it. It was beautiful, but it was just a little bit hard to watch because it's just so many bad things happening in a row to to this guy. And you do get little victories, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it takes a lot for. <laughs> You know, Jacob appreciates probably more than anything uh, the way a film is shot and the technical aspects and the cinematography more so than you and I do. You know, it's probably his number one thing that he looks at or usually talks about at least that he, you know, that he gains from a movie. Whereas for you and me, it might be the writing or the acting that we, you know, first notice that we grab onto that we're drawn to. Right. Um, but this one, I was in awe of of the shots and how it was filmed. I mean, the shots were so complex and complicated. I mean, obviously it looked beautiful, like the cinematography. Yeah, I know gorgeous. that I know that Alejandro was all about the natural light, which, you know, it was beautiful and everything was so real. Like he had to have real snow. Everything was real. Everything that you saw. So there was that aspect. I was, I was really kind of taken aback even from the very beginning, the very first scene. I mean, the wide shots, the panning back and forth, I mean, and there were long tracking shots and so much was going on. It was all beautiful. It was so complicated. Um, the cinematographer's name is Emmanuel Lubeski. Lubeski? Sure. Lubeski. Um, he was but he is very much establishing a name for himself yeah, between this, Birdman, and Gravity. Yeah, I mean, just incredible. This dude and Alejandro, they're like a dream team as far as making a wow. film look beautiful. Yeah. Um, so that aspect of it, one of the best movies I've seen from from a technical standpoint. I need to children them in. Wow. Holy that, crap, that yeah. guy's a stud. Yeah, he is a stud. Um, that was on my list of favorite uh, pretty movies. top five cinematography. Yeah, yeah, pretty movies. Um, so anyways, it looked beautiful, and the acting was fantastic. Uh, I imagine Leonardo's – it's a really weak year for best actor nominees. Uh, he'll He'll win this hands down. He deserves it. Um, <laughs> it's probably going to be the the least the cushiest. Well, uh, well, there's that. Uh, the The competition is really weak, but this has to be a record for least amount of words spoken by a best actor winner if he ends up winning it because it was all so physical. It was all in his face, his didn't, eyes, his didn't brunts. Holly Hunter win for the piano? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, but it's a lot easier to win a Best Actress award. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but love the movie. Like I said, yeah. it set really, really well with me between yeah. the acting and the the way it was shot and filmed. Um, now you I, talked about the natural lighting. Did you know that it was only it was filmed only in natural lighting? They didn't use any yeah. lens filters. I, okay. I actually read all about that, okay. which, which is makes it so that much more only amazing. Shot at certain times a day. That's like incredible. this, this film took nine months to film. It went wow. way over budget, way yeah. over time. Yeah. This is this movie is why Tom Hardy couldn't be a part of the Suicide Squad because it, it ran way over. Oh. Um, they you know because they were in grueling, you know, atmospheric conditions. Yeah. 
you know, between every single take, someone had to have their hands and toes put into like a, a hypothermia. Yeah, I heard um, that that some of the like know. some of the cast and crew got hypothermia. Almost every take, yeah, I believe they because, had to do it. And as I was watching, it's I mean, nuts. like <laughs> it is not. I mean, like apparently, like when they go into the water, that's real freezing water that they're in. Right. And and did you know that like when Leo ate that bison liver, that was a real raw bison liver that he ate whether it was that fish i mean but i mean i know i did not i mean i i didn't but i assumed right that's how i was everything was stupid authentic yeah it was i mean if we want to talk about authenticity can we just get down to the scene which was how do you explain oh, the, bear scene? the bear scene yeah i've never seen there's so many questions i've never seen anything like that i don't know how they filmed it i can't what, believe what that leo took digital? that risk i mean that would a I mean, huge risk to really real? be attacked by a bear yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, like that was – I've never seen anything like it. You know, I didn't think much of it at the time. We always forget to say this, but, you know, we always talk about spoilers here. So, <laughs> you don't forget that out too late. <laughs> I know. Um, but since there were basically two two attacks in the movie, you know, yeah, the the first one that lasted however long it lasted, it's like, oh, okay, that was quick and short. Yeah. And then it came back for more. And it was yeah. Like, and like I spent the entire time with my hands covering my mouth. Like I couldn't blink. I could. I didn't believe what I was seeing. How much did you know about the bear scene in advance before you saw the movie? Okay, well, I was going to ask you all this. Was it you two that said you heard that he gets raped by a bear? Yes, that was a whole thing. I thought there was no way, but I thought it was you two that we talked about that. So that was the only thing I thought might happen because it was a huge. It was a huge rumor. It wasn't just us. That was. Everywhere. Yeah, like I, I read, read articles about it. Yeah, yeah. I read it in and a few so, different places. Honestly, when I was watching the bear scene, I was distracted because I was like, when is he going to get raped by this bear? <laughs> you know, he and, turns him over. And yes. I was like, here it comes. That's yes. how I was. Then, <laughs> that's how I was. He's about then, to get hung by this after, bear. After it didn't happen, I was like, is he going to get attacked by another bear? And so the whole time I was waiting for him to get, I was like, that seems really unrealistic that he just keep getting attacked by bears this whole movie. But there's got to be something to this huge rumor that he was raped. So yeah. were you a little, is that why you're not I was as high a, on it? You're a little disappointed there was no bear rape? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, that's not why I wasn't as high on it. But it was distracting because then I was like, that really took me out of the movie because so I was you like, you were disappointed. I was, I was disappointed in the bear Man, scene because I was like, me. why was this such a big deal? Okay, I was distracted by it, but I was still blown away. When you're away. waiting for some bear rape and then a bear rape doesn't happen, okay, and then it comes on, back and you're like, there's it, it still no bear there, rape. During the whole thing, and just go, wow, that was stupid. It was, it was, it looked so real. It did like, look I, so real. I, I, I talked to Misty about it afterwards, and I was like, I did not know how like. I, can't, and can't I don't make know. her happy. Can't and her I know. Happy. And I, it looks so real that I, I was like, was this was it a CGI bear or did they superimpose a real bear with Leo? Like, did they get a real bear to attack something and then somehow like put the image of Leo underneath it or something? I, I like, don't, I don't know how I they did it. Know. It looked insanely real. Yeah, it was awesome. Very, I, I, I was stupid. I don't it was get it. so. Authentic but, you know, and so because intense. we all knew about the bear scene. So when y'all first saw those cubs, were you like, "Oh, here we yeah, go"? Yeah, I knew it was coming. Oh. Yeah, I, I knew. And and what was cool is you saw the cubs. And you're like, "Okay, so you know it's coming." But I love how he just turned around and boom, the bear. Yeah. Like, you're like, like it happens like that. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. was awesome. And I did love how it came back Oof. because you know he attacked him once, uh, and I was like, "Whoa, that was crazy intense." But that second attack was oh man, grabs like his he, arm, breaks oh. it. He's sitting there stabbing it, and he shoots oh. it. In, he shoots it pretty much in the in the neck. I mean, it was legit. You know, I called my buddy, who was an avid hiker. He he mm-hmm. hikes 
he's hiked all over the western part of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, all right, dude. So this bear scene, told him all about it. He goes, so basically you're saying I shouldn't watch it. And I was like, I don't know, James. Like, I was like, you maybe, maybe not, because they're always kind of nervous about running the grizzlies, right. grizzly bears when they've hiked in either Montana or Yellowstone. And I was like, at the same time, like, in the... I don't know. I don't know if it's like something to expect. Like, hey, maybe you get yourself out of it. No, it's something like right. that. But I don't know. I, I just, I, I, it's just, it's the authenticity that it's making it hard for me to yeah. even describe whether someone should or shouldn't watch it, who might find themselves in that circumstance. After I watched it, I went full on research on bear attacks because I was, you know, kind of curious, and I read a lot about, you know, because people are asking why the bear didn't kill Leo. And apparently if bears aren't – if they're hungry, they'll eat you. But if they're not hungry, they usually won't attack you unless they see you as a threat to their cubs. Right. And that was authentic about this movie. She was protecting her cubs. They say that normally if, if a bear is just out there and a human's out there, if the bear's not hungry and no cubs around, they won't attack you. So basically the bear just wants to make sure that he's not a threat anymore. So the bear – Felt like he was done. Mission accomplished. Yeah. He yeah. definitely was not. Yeah. So that's why he didn't eat wow. him or, or necessarily kill him. He's like, uh, you know, ding, 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 I win. Uh, but I thought it was kind of <laughs> cool, too. Like, like his big paw was on his oh, head. Like, man. all that just yeah. looks so he real. He licks his face. Yeah. You know, it's just like. It I just mean, looked jumping real. up and down on his back, you know. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was awesome. It, so, so based off of that bear scene, I mean, think about. Jack Nicholson in Chinatown. He spent the mm-hmm. entire movie almost with a bandaged nose. Right. So Leo spent the entire nine months probably makeup yeah. up, oh, which gosh. by the way was an excellent makeup job. Yeah, whether it was. it was back or it was. gas yeah. in his forehead. Yeah. Oh, that was I so mean, hard can you to think about that every day or however often he was in front of the camera, you had to get that consistent makeup. I mean, yeah. it was amazing. It was it was absolutely amazing. They did such a good job on so many levels. After I saw it the first time, I was like, man, I really liked that. That was really good. It it exceeded my expectations because I had really high expectations. Then the reviews were really good, but not like Those did great. temper my expectations. And it tempered my yeah. expectations. But then it won Best Picture at the Golden Globes. I was like, okay. And so, like we discussed, it's sitting so well with me. It's, it's in the discussion for possibly my number one of the year. But I do want to talk about a couple of issues that I had with it okay. um, because it's not a 10 to me. To me, I haven't seen a 10 yet this year. I have a bunch of nines. I, agree. I have like five nines, and this is one of them. But I haven't seen a 10 yet. And my issues were you know, the character development. And again, in yes. this type of movie, you're not going to get a lot of character development. But, you know, you're rooting for Leo, for me at least. And I'm, I'm curious about Jacob's sake because he liked it as much as I did. And I'm curious about you, and maybe this is one of your main issues. Because of what it is, we're not going to see him develop a lot. But you root for him, I feel, because of his will to survive, his toughness, his you know affection he has for his son, and you know him wanting to basically get revenge for his son. But you don't really see much in the way of any dialogue or really get to know his personality, uh, that type of thing. Can we actually talk about what the movie actually is about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the description from IMDb is a frontiersman on a fur trading expedition in the 1820s fights for survival after being mauled by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. And thus so, far, we've been as clear so about what this movie is as the trailer was. Really bad about <laughs> the beginning. Clearly, yeah. the whole movie was about, you know, uh, yes, gets attacked by a bear, gets right. left for dead, seeks revenge. Honestly, it's a pretty simple story. It is. It's Th- and that's simple. the thing. It's a simple story. So it's hard to get too emotionally attached. Really, the character I felt the most, 
you know, sympathy towards and, and liked the most was Bridger, Will Poulter's character, the kid from yeah. Where the Millers and the Maze Runner. Yep. Uh, you know, because I agree he's a with sweet that. kid and he, I mean, like, he, he does. He would have never survived he, out he there. Had, no, he but he <laughs> had, you got to see his conflict. Sure. He had a the, bigger the type character. type of person he was. Right. I don't really know what type of person Leo was, honestly. No, he could have been a huge jackass outside of the fact that he just loved his son. Right. We well, never saw him. he was supposed him. to be a stud tracker. You know, he was, I don't know. Like, that I, doesn't I, make I know, him. I know his skills, but I don't know his personality. Right. And that was the only thing that probably pushed me because I kind of had an issue with the flashbacks because I felt like they were almost there just to add some sort of like majesty to the whole Native American spiritual thing that they had going on. And yeah. and, and I felt like they were trying to establish, you know, his love for his wife and his kid, but it, I didn't really connect with that part of it. I was actually just kind of like, okay, whatever, and you're giving me some imagery. Okay, fine, whatever. Let's get back to the main storyline. I felt like if I could have really connected with Leo, I would have really, really been emotionally invested, and it could have been a 10. So that's my that's my only complaint. I mean, I see what you're saying because Tom Hardy was pretty one-dimensional. He was. I guess Dom Hall Gleason, for the most part, was as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I see that. Um, actually, a friend of mine said this, so I'm going to just kind of steal his line because I couldn't I recognize it, but I couldn't really pinpoint those visual images you were just talking mm-hmm. about. It's very Malick-ish. That's what he said. Yes, yes. So it's yeah. like once he said, I was like, "Oh, dude, that's exactly what it is." Yeah, that's something Terrence Malick would do. Absolutely. So it is. and and I'm cool with that because very few directors can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I just. I didn't have a problem with the simplicity of the story. I don't think that you did either. No, I didn't have I don't a problem with the simplicity of the story. That you feel like they could have fleshed out. A little bit more out of yeah. You know, in a, in a two and a half hour it's just movie, tough. it's like Castaway in a way. What can you really right. do? And it was a little bit different with Castaway because to a tennis ball. Well, or, well, that's what I was going to say because he kind of had a, a co-star a with Wilson, so you still got to see some of his personality and like his, you know, his hopes and dreams and what he wanted to do. You know, with Leo, we don't all we know is this man wants to survive. Like, and he wants to get revenge. For like eighty-five <laughs> percent of the movie, he can't speak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Uh, cauterizing your neck with some gunpowder. That, that was awesome. That was brutal. That was that was badass. That was hard to watch. You're right. I loved rough. it. That was so freaking cool. Um, there were a lot of scenes that I thought like that that I th- thought was just really cool. Just like oh, just man. fun to watch. I mean, like well, it's kind of what you were just saying. Like you know, he gets attacked by a bear. Can't talk to his son. You know, gets left for dead. Meets an Indian. Indian dies. Yeah, you know, meets. <laughs> this meets, is what I'm finds saying. Finds a great horse. Really... Horse dies. You know, yeah. <laughs> spends the night inside the horse. You know, I mean. <laughs> oh, and that was a real horse carcass, by the way. That he that he slept. I in. wondered because how do you? I mean, I know these guys in Hollywood are good, but God, when you gut a horse, that looked too real. Yeah, man. It was, Back to your point. Sorry, I do agree. <laughs> <laughs> I I said it was my fault. I mentioned the cauterizing thing, but I do agree with that 100. percent the two characters I had the biggest connection to were the guy that you mentioned that I can't think of his name. And then the Bridger. Indian, the Indian that he meets. Yeah, he was awesome. The Native American he, he meets. He was great. Oh, and was I awesome. I actually felt like a tinge of, of sadness when they when he found him hung. I was like, oh my gosh, that sucks so bad. Like, this guy didn't do anything to deserve that. And I was so mad about it. Yeah. But everything that happened to Leo, I was like, man, that just freaking sucks. But it wasn't like emotionally attached to that. I, even when they killed his son, I was just like, what an asshole. Yeah. But I didn't really have an emotional reaction to it, if that makes any sense, because I... I never got attached to Leo in any way other than I just wanted him to survive because he was a survivor. Right. 
Well, if he didn't, I'd be really disappointed. <laughs> I mean, he went over the ledge. He went over the ledge and fell in that tree, and that's why I leaned into my buddy. And I was like, "Man, this guy's really down on his luck." <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of the final shot for me too. I was like, "Are you freaking kidding?" Yeah, me? that like, was. Un- <laughs> but it was it was a cool freaking it was, shot. It though. was an awesome that shot. That was that was so cool. But yeah, that was and it and it and it kind of stretched my limits of of suspending disbelief because i know that like it's loosely based on truth like i don't know exactly what the real life person went through or or how intense it was and if he did fall off a cliff with a horse was it really that high and he hit a tree first or was it like i'm sure that smith only thing right, i found so far about hugh glass was that he was attacked by a bear he was left for dead and he does he did supposedly get revenge oh that's on cool. whoever left him for dead that's awesome. i don't know if he had a son i don't know right you know, all the situations all of that and, so, and that and that was my only other minor complaint and i could forgive it because of the kind of yeah. movie it is but i was like i don't know if this dude would survive all that like you're stretching like, my limits. On, no. I mean, it was cool right. and I liked it. It made him more badass. And it made for a surviving. great shot. It made a great shot, but but it did slightly stretch my my levels of suspension and disbelief that he would survive that after what he had already been. Yep. Like, okay, maybe he could survive the bear attack. Okay, may, well, he actually did. So, but you know, that's still percentages are low. All right, maybe he'll survive this freezing water <laughs> conditions and Man. and being bounced around these waterfalls. Okay, maybe he'll survive that, cl- <laughs> but he survived everything, was he and he not? was still like the badass at the end that that killed right, Tom yeah. Hardy. So I mean, uh, sort of, but I still loved it. Yeah, sort of. So, talking speaking of Tom Hardy, what did y'all think of him? Uh, I liked his acting. What I could understand from his mumbling, <laughs> sure. man, Tom Hardy—he he was real he mumbling. A he, character to every movie, he does, and I love Tom and Hardy. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And I'm on the fence if this worked or not. I liked his acting a lot, but I really. Needed some subtitles. <laughs> I, I, I feel like yeah. I missed yeah. about twenty percent of what he said. Uh, I mean, there's a couple, but I, but I liked his I liked his character. Like you said, it was right. kind of one dimensional. Right. Um, but he played evil really well. He did. I mean, oh, just dude, like a total asshole. Yeah, he does play the character really well. well. And you know, again, that's where that kind of what I'm getting at is like where that all that two hours and ten minutes that it took to get to you know Fitzgerald. Face off. Yeah. And so when that you know fight scene finally goes down what a good bloody yeah it was filling it was fight i appreciate fulfilling. that that was fulfilling after the very huge build-up yeah. yes now, very well really choreographed well. i know yeah. some people have i've already heard one friend of mine have a problem with when he was about to kill him he just you know let him go down the river and so he's like he's like ah come on like you should have killed him i get why he did it though. but if you I, want to go methodical route fine you know i i think they covered well enough why that would be a thing however i didn't get did Tom Hardy actually do anything to these Indians? And were these just random Indians? And they're like, oh, here's a white guy. We're going to kill him for revenge. The, the Indians he, he were the... He had nothing to do with, with them. They're, obviously, yeah, they're the ones who were looking for saved, the girl. Yeah, and he said... Well, but right. he had never came across their paths in the movie, is what you're asking. Right. right. Yeah. That's what I was at. Like, Yeah, and I didn't know whether to take it as like, we're going to kill him because he's a white dude and we like to kill him. But I kind of took right. it as, we like you, Leo, because you saved... Uh, homegirl here thank right. you for that we're gonna go ahead and finish this dude that you're obviously fighting but then, off yeah, but like two days prior leo just shot about five of them off their horses when they were chasing them through the field well, but, but i think that's but why i think was that like, was a respect like we're cool no, they, was, they get that that like he was that was self-defense basically he didn't I, I don't think he would just go firing at indians they were trying to kill him he sure. didn't have a choice yeah. on that but yeah. uh they shot first han shot first <laughs> uh but they 
but and he saved the girl that was getting right. raped, and that was and and I th- because it was just so brutal to that yeah. point. And I was like, this guy just needs a win, yeah. just one. Yeah. Well, so, that and the and the cute snowflake scene with his Indian buddy, <laughs> they're they're sticking their tongues that out. Was, that, that was like like there was like a moment of that was of the most cuteness. lighthearted part of it the was. entire. It really was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. so sweet. <laughs> dead horse is dead. <laughs> Your friend's hung. Yeah. yeah, guy got his balls cut off. Dead. <laughs> it's just brutal and hard to watch. But yeah. I, I, I thought it was cool though that the the native the Pawnee I think they were yes. you know like as a thank you for saving her you know respect to each other we're gonna you know walk by and yeah that that walk by was basically like a dap like yeah yeah did you all. Did you all see, like, after Dom Hall Gleason was killed and he was the one who was kind of sitting up on the horse and it turned out to be Leo who was on the second horse. Totally yeah. saw it coming, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't sure. at all. Did you not? Not at all. And I, and I, I was wondering, like, because it would have been a better effect had I not seen it coming. But he grabbed that stick. Well, usually I'm good about yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But it, for some reason, it didn't even cross my mind. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Either way, it was awesome. Because I was like, how's he going to get out of this one? The gun's I- on him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even cross my mind. No, I definitely then saw. I was like, it oh, what a good idea! Like, didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> no, I definitely saw it coming, but it was still cool. <laughs> I wish I would have seen it from Jacob's perspective. Yeah, well, oh, I really y'all, I was the most emotional watcher. Like hands, oh, cover my face. And, like oh, fist pump, you know, yeah, clenched and hand in the air and covering my face. Yeah, I was emotional watcher. Poor Leo, you know. He wants to win an Oscar so badly. He didn't need to eat that. that he ate a liver. Bison liver or that fish. <laughs> it's such a weak year. He would have won it anyways. He was it's great true. regardless. Yeah. You know he didn't need to get hypothermia for it. Yeah. Um, and you remember it, when he ate that, he threw up. That was the his real reaction. That was the real first shot. That's, uh, that's good. That's a given. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you keep saying it's a weak year for actors, and I don't disagree with you. But what's nuts about that statement is there's about 20 movies well, my top twenty movies are all really, really good. This is a strong, strong yeah, year. For there movies. is. I would say there's a lot of good movies. There's. Well, I'm I'm like Brandon. I don't have any tens either. I have I have quite a few nines, and I've got a ton of eights. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's so what I mean. Like, yeah. like there's only like Sarah Oscar contenders, but like there's twenty that were I some will watch really over solid and over movies. Yeah. For years right. There's some right. really really good ones. Yeah. yeah, I would say there's no like classics this year like no all-time greats but there's a lot of really really good ones oh i disagree with you on that for um star wars mad max and uh, i don't mean uh, look course. <laughs> you got so many looks for, for that personally but i bet mad max is a classic for a lot of people going down the road yeah mm. for a lot of people but i don't really respect those I bet people the revenant could be a classic <laughs> it Any, could um, yeah certain perspective hateful eight i mean tarantino i mean i'm just talking um, like the the there will there's, be blood, I was gonna say, yeah. like the like a movie that i just seem like oh like this is you don't think this is there will be bloodish no it wasn't for me, at least. I mean, there's no Daniel Day-Lewis acting part going no, on, but as far as all probably, the other compliments it's did, that was like the one thing it's missing. Yeah, that's the one thing it's missing. I'm but it's, finished. No. But that's what really set it over the top was like a, like an all-timer type True. performance. I don't know. There's a lot of really, really good movies we're, this year, though. It's going to be fun to do our ahead, top because really it's only been one year. Yeah. Right. You know, how can we tell? Yeah, but I think it's a really strong year in movies, but not a strong year in the acting department. Yeah, and that, and I agree yeah. completely. I, well, I agree and a completely. lot of those is because some of the best movies, like The Big Short, there you go. and yeah. uh, ensembles, and yeah, and Spotlight were ensembles. Yeah, so it's really hard to pick not a fair the standout, right? So great from acting, some of the best. There you go. 
you know, from some of the best movies of the year, which had great acting. It wasn't there wasn't a standout because of right. the ensemble. Yeah, you could argue that the supporting actor category is much stronger and I think and it heavier is this year, than, actually. The, than the lead category this year. Um, and a lot of the movies that were great, you know, you mentioned Star Wars. That's not an acting heavy film. Mad Max, not at all. Um, Inside Out, obviously. A lot of the best movies, you know, weren't weren't actor heavy. Well, obviously, this is my fault for bringing it up, but you know, <clears throat> this is um, something that we probably should be talking about when we do our top ten, like right, overall yeah. of the movies. I just, the, I just can't get over, and I'm so happy about this and excited for what's to come. Um, there I go again. Practical effects. How many, yeah. practical, how many movies have practical effects in it this year? Yeah. Compared to the last 10 to 15 oh, years. Oh, yeah. And it is, I think, very noticeable. And I'm super excited that they continue to do that. Yeah. Be nice. It's like they may have finally figured it out. Yeah. They can, if they can take the technology of now and the budgets of now and the filming now and combine it with practical effects, it'd be really, really nice. Um, so that is Revenant. Uh, for me, I'm not going to say. I will say it's in contention now for possibly my favorite. If it keeps sitting with me as well as it has, it'll be in contention for my favorite movie of the year. Uh, I'm curious to see where it's going to end up, though. Is it in contention for you? Um, yeah, definitely. But I know what my top – a couple. I, I, I know Zach, I've got my top ten pretty well yeah. set out. I'm really excited about it, and I feel good about this one right now. There's just uh, – uh, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. I want to bring up two more points, and this is just real quick. Forrest Goodluck – Played Hawk, and that was um, Leonardo DiCaprio's son in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if I can say this right, Mala Nekeheko was played Pawaka, who was the, I, I'm assuming, chief or at least leader yeah, of the Yeah, I took group. it as chief, but I'm not sure. This was both their first acting um, you know, debuts. They were pretty good. And I thought, especially the old man, yeah. were very, very good. Yeah, they were. Um, so that's just something I wanted to note. Good call. Yeah, Other they were that, good. Um, I don't have and the much French were bastards. That hasn't been brought up. <laughs> it's because they're, really, they're frogs. Oh yeah, yeah, they're bastards. This whole yeah, Ugh. That should, <laughs> I thought they were practical. You know, they're practical. <laughs> 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 don't get worse. We need them. <laughs> so that is Pulp Fiction on the Revenant. Um, be sure to listen to our other podcast where we break down and discover who the real murderer is in making a murderer. But for now, let's jump to. What we've been watching this week, uh, a couple other movies or maybe TV shows that we've seen this week. Rachel, what have you been watching this week? You really need to tell me when you're going to go to me first. Cause, you want uh, me to go? I can go. Yeah, go ahead. Jacob, what have you been watching this week? Turn my microphone off. <laughs> okay, so I'm in the process of doing like two different things at the moment. One is kind of re-watching a lot of my top tens. Mm-hmm. Another is... And you two know this because I've talked about it, but people listening don't. I have like about a watch list of about 200 movies, mm-hmm. which I combined all my shameless movies oh, or nice. shameful movies yes, over to it. it. I took out a couple that shouldn't have been on there, like say, what's Amy Schumer's TV show? Inside Amy Schumer. Yeah, I'm not saying I shouldn't watch a show, but I don't want that on my movie watch list. Right. Yeah. So no, between taking things off, I'm adding a whole lot more on. I'm about 210 movies in, so I'm going to oh, try to wow. knock out nice. you know, 70, 80% of that this year. Yeah. So one of them... I watched was The Reader, which... Uh, oh, yeah, Kate Winslet. Right, was that for Best Picture in uh, 2009? Yep. Of course, the movie came out in 2008. So, yeah, Kate Winslet, she won. I believe this is her... I didn't realize this, this was her only Academy Award. She's been nominated for a ton. Yeah, she's been nominated for a ton. it's her only yeah. win. It's directed by Stephen Daldry, who we recently discovered has a pretty good resume. He did The Hours, Billy Elliot, Extremely mm-hmm. Loud and Incredibly Close. Forget about that. 
but it's a movie that we just reviewed. Oh, Trash. Trash, that, yeah. Um, yeah. That Rachel just watched. It gets like a 50, 58 from the critics on IMDb and about a seven and a half um, from the fans. Yeah. I think 58 is way too low. This is a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously there's sexual tones in a it. A lot. Crazy. Yeah. But like the direction it takes... There are times that the kid annoyed me as well, but yeah. like, I thought overall the movie's really well done. It, was it really movie. captured the uh, the time you know it was in. It, it did, and I thought it was a really solid movie, especially how it ended up uh, with Ray Fiennes and and Kate Winslet in the end. I thought that was really cool. I didn't see it coming at all. No, me neither. Um, how it worked out, so a uh, really solid movie. You know, it's kind of slow watch, but uh, I, I I really enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I, I liked the movie. I had I, no I rem- clue what it was about. Oh, really? No, none. it's it's an interesting take on that whole. You know, let me let me read the era. description for anyone listening because I'm bad about doing this sometimes. It's post World War II Germany. Nearly a decade after his affair with an older woman came to a mysterious end, law student Michael Berg reencounters his former lover as she defends herself in a war crime trial. And what they mean by that is that she was a she was. Is this a spoiler? No, I don't think so. I, she I think becomes it was a guard at, a, at, a, at Auschwitz, I believe. Yeah, and she and along with eight other women are charged with you know war crimes. And when, you know, like a thousand people should have been charged right. with it. But, you know, she sent to prison and uh, I'll just say Ray Fiennes find a way to reconnect with her, which I just, again, just didn't see coming. And I didn't know, like I said, anything about that. So I thought that was a really cool yeah. twist. I was curious to see where the movie went. It met my expectations. Good flick. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime uh, at the moment. Nice. Uh, there are a lot of movies on my watch list that are either on Prime Netflix or HBO. Now. Well, that's, that's awesome. awesome. It's great. <laughs> that's rare. It's too. great. Um, I got to watch Ex Machina again. Um, I guess I shouldn't talk too much about some of the movies that are on my top list. So there's <laughs> a, there's a spoiler uh, of what's to come for my top ten. But uh, you know, okay. we didn't get to. We never reviewed it. Don't and, worry. I'm pretty sure it'll get talked about quite a bit. Yeah, I'll stop there. The last movie I watched was a movie that we talked a little bit mm, two weeks ago on our. Top five list. The casting the, uh, blah. ensemble. Ensemble. Thank you. Our, our ensemble. top five favorite ensembles. Ensembles. And so it's uh, P.T. Anderson's Magnolia. Oh, yo, you rewatched it. Nice. Uh, and that's it's been. I used to own the DVD, and I mm-hmm. let someone borrow it. And of course, I don't have it anymore. I don't know where it's at. So Tom Cruise is so good in that. He is so awesome. But yeah. here's what's crazy. I so I had it at a ten, right? And did you drop it after a rewatch? I don't know if it holds up well. Look, I dropped it from a ten to a nine, so it's still <laughs> it's still awesome. But there are just some things that I felt didn't hold up as well. Uh, primarily, John C. Riley uh, was yeah. really one of the only ones. Like he's still good, right? Uh, oh well, no, the other one is. Um, oh, I am just doing a bang up job here. <laughs> uh, William H. William H. I, I thought you were going to say William. Yeah, H. he's Macy. the other one. So there's like a couple silly things about it. And it's just so I think here's a lot of it, too. At the time, I had I don't think there will be blood. When, the last time I saw this, you know, I, there will be blood was not out. The master mm-hmm. was not out. I mean, the, Magnolia is better than um, Inherent Vice, but Inherent Vice, a better shot movie, in my opinion. Look, I mean, Magnolia just moves constantly. Oh, yeah. Whether it's the music. Yes. The camera. It is constantly You know, people moving. walk. I mean, it's it's very much, in a way, kind of like a, a beautiful version of an Aaron Sorkin film. I, you know what I mean? That's way of saying it. People yeah. walking and talking. Walking yeah, and they talking, are constantly. Right? Yeah. And so I think I was on such a high, you know, we, we really saw those kinds of movies that, um, but when I compare this to other, especially just his movies, it's not as good as Boogie Nights, 
you know, true, uh, there will be blood, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I did it. And look, the ones that I also had at a 10 that same year are American Beauty, Fight Club, Election, The yeah. Matrix. And I don't have a problem putting that movie just one notch below those. 99 was a really, really strong year. Yeah. I'm curious, where do you have The Insider? Uh, oh, right below Magnolia. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the side Magnolia yeah. 6 and Insider 7. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was 99 was a fantastic year in movies, really. There's another thing that listeners don't know. Rach asked Brandon and I to give her six movies apiece so she can hopefully watch one a month. And I gave her Magnolia to watch. So, well, and, and it's the only PTA movie she hasn't seen. Yeah, so, I, mean, it's, it's I want to watch, watch it and I own it. So that's good. That's not How long have you owned it? Uh, Maybe you're the one I lend, lend it to you, which is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from a friend's film collection who passed away. I thought that he would want me to oh, watch cool. it. So. I really need to watch that. Yeah, he passed away like it's been like, yeah, ago, it's, been, it's been a minute. Sorry, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's three hours long. But again, you said it was last time we talked about there's a, an element that happens about three quarters of the way through. It's actually like 30 minutes from the end. Yeah, I remember which being really still, close to the end. Still it's, was it's, great. It's, it's still a great huge watch. WTF moment. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh, and, and another thing that I've, I watched it on subtitles, which I've never done before. And I now, which I never caught before, am able to grasp what the little boy was rapping about. Oh, yeah. Because it yeah. was sort of like a, I don't know, what's the right way to describe that rap? Like, you might not think much of it at the time. Right. But, but it's like a passage to what the whole movie's about. Yes. That's and a good way of saying it. The thing is that you don't understand what a lot of what this little boy says, to right. be honest. So as you read it in subtitles, it's like, oh. Interesting. That makes me want to... Yeah. Maybe just watch those parts well, just to see. We had mentioned, this is why I'm bringing this up because I want to correct this. We had mentioned that that was brought up basically what I'm talking about that happens 30 minutes from the end in mm-hmm. the intro when that's not correct. The intro talks about how there are coincidences, coincidences in life right? and these things happen for a reason, which is what Magnolia is all about. Right. The intertwinings of, in, of people's lives and these things happen for a reason. And it's the boy's rap that Dad. sort of describes or explains the big happening and a little bit of the boy the, who's the boy genius right these things happen and that's kind of explains a little bit of what happens at 30 minutes from the nice. end it really okay. is an ingenious uh screenwriting yeah oh yeah i wanted to clarify something that we kind of got wrong right so yeah. we're, we're nothing but professionals here <laughs> but you know occasionally we're off <laughs> i am done talking Rachel, what have you been watching I'm, this week? I'm ready now. Uh, I saw Carol. Oh, nice. Um, what was it? Hey, I saw Carol too. So was there a pillow <laughs> fight? This is what I. There were no <laughs> pillow fights. This is mostly what I was going to talk about too. So oh, I'll jump well, you. yeah, do that. I I will say that I liked it. I expected it to be slow, which is just because. So it didn't fill your expectations then. I. It was slow, but I wasn't bored with it. Yeah, I was never uh, bored. Here's, here's my deal. I have an irrational... Um, <laughs> I think I especially, have... Especially about this one-minute scene about halfway through the movie. I wasn't bored at all. Yeah, <laughs> you waited that whole time. Um, I, I have this irrational thing where, like, Kate Blanchett's face just bores me. And so anything that she's I, in... I she's she's a, beautiful. She's a great actress. She's so um, naturally beautiful. But every time I see her in a movie, I'm like, man, that movie's going to be so freaking boring. Just for whatever reason. I don't know how she got that reputation with me, but she did. So I was like, uh, do I really have to watch Carol? But it's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's you were a- killing me all the way. You know, because you agreed. 
No, I, I agree. You I were see like, what yeah, I'm not pumped about seeing it either. It's probably going to be boring. But not because of the Kate Blanchett's face. Well, no. I'm worried that when she gets older, she could be the next Glenn Close. But for yeah. now, I think she's naturally beautiful. <laughs> well, she's already a little bit, was she like 46 or something? I mean, so, I, mean probably. I, I think if she she's was going to Glenn pretty Close good it, for she would have already Glenn Close it. That has nothing to do with the movie. Uh, <laughs> that really has nothing to do with the movie. If you don't. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know what the movie is, it's about um, lesbians in the 50s. That's <laughs> my recap. I think we all Basically, know it. <laughs> uh, Rooney Mara. Is that how you just Rooney Mara. Rooney, Rooney Mara. Mara. Falls in love with Kate Blanchett and vice versa. But this is really taboo because it happened in the 1950s and um, Kate Blanchett's character has kids and a family and it's it ends up being a very complicated situation whereas today it wouldn't have been as big of a deal is um, it a female version of Brokeback Mountain no I mean I wouldn't say that okay. I would say it's a I see what you're saying like one person's married conflict of interest they can't it's in that time period where no one talks about that sort of thing it's a you know it's you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, those, no, they're not chasing each other on a mountain. But those are similarities, but there's definite parallels. But okay. overall, I wouldn't. I didn't get a broke back vibe from it. Okay. Um, Plus, you don't cover your eyes when they finally. I was gonna say pull around. I was gonna say it grossed me out a lot less. Whereas I did. Not that I have anything. No, no, not that there's that, anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just not into it. I'm just more. I'm glad we all got I just want to see Kate and Rooney go at it more than I did Ethan. There is this guy that kept leaving. Spit the- on your hand, buddy. Yeah. Oh, anyway. I'm moving on. I'm not. Uh, but overall, I, I did think it was good. Both of their performances were really good. It's, they were. It's worth watching. I think for sure it's worth watching. I yeah. ended up giving it like a eight probably like a higher a higher eight who's the so, director on that deal now uh was it tom hayes you can edit this part out later oh uh, yep i feel like it was tom hayes Mm-mm. you are right boom well haynes were you haynes. saying haynes tom, tom haynes okay. todd, also todd haynes i'm not there far from heaven velvet goldmine yeah and those are all mm. really uh, well-respected movies. Far From Heaven got quite a few Oscar uh, nominations when Ooh, it was out. I wonder what he has to do with Mildred Pierce. I love that series. I don't know. I'm not there. Oh, the he Bob directed Dylan the whole movie. thing. Mildred Pierce is amazing. Have you uh, all ever yeah, seen it? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it, but I know it's supposed it's, to be really, really good. It's the miniseries that was on HBO yeah. in about 2011 starring uh, Kate Winslet. Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, okay, heard. cool. Uh, it's good. I And I was afraid that some of this hype, not to be whatever, but it seems like Anything that is transgender or lesbian or gay automatically gets a whole bunch of praise for credit critics, and it, it might just be like, okay, but it's sure. about transgender, so it's fantastic all of a sudden. Um, so I was afraid that might be the case with this movie, but it's really not. It really is a good movie, and it's a it's a good story. I felt like they could have done more with the characters. I never... Weirdly, I never really bought the love story between the two of them. I bought that they... That Lust, was my problem with they Brokeback Mountain. They lusted for each other, but I don't know that I really bought that there was ever any love there because we didn't see... Um, Rudy Mara is kind of a... She's kind of quiet and shy, and Kate Blanchett's character is very kind of regal. So there's not like a lot of 
fun back and forth between the two of them. It, it almost uh, sounds like they're co-workers talking to one another or something like sure. that. Like it's not very personal <clears throat> in the interactions we see with them. And they end up spending some time together and they move the story forward. So we're missing some parts there of what probably how their relationship developed. But even if they would have done some sort of montage of them doing things together and laughing or something like that, I sure. felt like I would have felt I would have felt their relationship was more genuine. So that was my biggest problem with the movie, actually. Well, and sometimes actors, whether they're male and female, female and fe- female, whatever, just don't have chemistry. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have a lot of these movies. And even someone like Kate Blanchett, who is, I think, one of the best actresses that are out there, it's just hard to pull off, maybe. Right. You know, that, that was my biggest problem with Brokeback Mountain. I never really bought into the love story of that. You know, yes, I'm open-minded. I can handle this kind of stuff. But I always thought that movie was overrated. And it was, you know, it just was what it was because at the time it came out or, right. you know, hot button topic. So you like to say right. and things like that. Right. You know, that's not to discount that, you know, that the director of this movie, that they're not great movies, like beautifully, you know, technically well done right. movies right. and that sort of thing. But sometimes they're a little overhyped. Yes, so. I agree with that. You have anything to add on that? Still Brandon? really want to watch it, though. No, You should. And, and, and you I, should watch it. I, I think that's a good analysis of the movie I, I think it was a really good movie but i didn't love like and it was shot really well it was pretty to look at the performances are like, good performances are good i don't i just don't know that i cared that much yeah they uh, could have done more to make me care yeah about that. and and i think that you know the the class difference was a part of it but i think it being so taboo you know they were hesitant to to speak openly and and in public and things like that but i do wish we would have seen why they loved each other so much like i felt like there's a lot of long glances and stares and looks i'm like okay yeah this is kind of like attraction and lust but why are you falling so much in love with each other so quickly right that i didn't get you know especially with being on a road trip you would think there would be a lot of of good dialogue and stuff like that but i really ever felt like that i always felt like it was more like Oh, we're so in love, we're so in love, let's get away and be in love type thing. Like, okay, but why do you love each other besides trying to escape your They had the perfect opportunity to flesh that out and they just kind of poo-pooed it away. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, The other movie I'd like to talk about is... uh, I saw a few different movies. Um, Did I talk last week about Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse? No. I didn't think I did. Okay, this is a movie. Have you guys heard of it? Not me. Well, uh, I watched it with you, so oh, yes. Oh, yeah. All right, just, just really quick. <laughs> That's right, we did. <laughs> it's, it's a comedy horror movie. It's, it's, uh, it, um, it's got a little buzz. Uh, you know, horror movie fans, comedy fans like it. It's a zombie movie, basically, that's a comedy um, kind of hot fuzzish. If you couldn't figure that out from the title, yeah, but it's about Boy Scouts instead of British guys um, who get kind of caught up in the zombie apocalypse. Um, has a couple of really hot chicks in it, um, and there's a scene where a kid is falling out of his window and he grabs onto a zombie's wiener, which Brandon's himself. brother thought Jeez. was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> There's also a scene where uh, a female zombie is running after these these kids, <laughs> and she gets stuck in a gate, uh. and 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 when she gets stuck, her her shirt pops open, <laughs> naturally, and her, and her boobies flop out, and they're huge, and the uh, <laughs> the scene starts playing Soldier Boy, and it's like in slow motion, and the the scout goes up and grabs the boobies. That's what kind of movie this is. But it's getting, Gee. you know, it's it's 
people are watching it like you know it's, it's funny it's that a funny stuff movie. seems really like oh it's one of those movies but there there is some legitimately funny not ridiculous yeah grabbing on zombie penis jokes in there too they, they you know do. ty sheridan he's the main character i think he's a good little actor. he is a good he was he's, in he's he in, mud in mud and he's in tree of life yes he is a good up and coming he was also in the movie i talked about last week the Stanford Prison Experiment. He's oh, a really? good, he's a good little actor. He's going to be Cyclops in the next X Men Apocalypse. Oh, good. He's oh, very yep. likable. Very yeah. likable kid. Uh, and he's the main character in this. He's kind of the moral compass in the movie. His best friend's kind of a d bag. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, but it's a fun movie. At one point, they they sing a Britney Spears song. Oops, I did it again with. Uh, <laughs> or was it Hit Me Baby One More Time? I think it was Hit Me Baby yeah, One More with, Time with a zombie. They they stop a zombie from attacking him. That was pretty awesome. It was pretty. That's the kind of movie this is. But but I mention it because normally we we watch these kind of like really you know underlooked, never heard of them indie movies, uh, horror movies. But this one is actually fairly well known. No, I'm, trust me, it is. And it's it's fun. I can't wait to look at your list at the end of the year. <laughs> and, nope, not an indie undercover movie. Nope, nope. Here's Pixels. Nope, nope. Another uh, Ty pa- Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> it was a fun movie. Yeah, uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie nope. Apocalypse. The Intern. <laughs> um, do you want to mention Guidance? Really quickly. Really quickly. Really quickly, because that is a... I feel like people should watch it. An under-the-radar indie movie? Completely under-the-radar indie (laughs) comedy. Kind of a comedy drama. A dark comedy, maybe. A dark comedy, I think. Is it just called Guidance? Yeah. It's written and directed and stars a guy that was in... You can't do that on television, on Nickelodeon. He was in that, was completely away from Hollywood, then came out of nowhere... And did this movie, and it's gained some steam on, you know, kind of on the festival circuit. He's getting a little bit of notoriety for it. But it's basically about a former child star, sort of semi-autobiographical there, who is down on his luck and gets a job. He lies about being a guidance counselor, so he gets a job out of school being a guidance counselor, but he's really a failed actor. So he basically... Gives all these kids really terrible advice. Awful advice. Because he's not a true guidance counselor. But he kind of breaks through to the kids because he's like on their level. He's basically like a teenager, even though he's like close to 40. He acts like a teenager. He smokes. He drinks. There's like a girl that is nervous to talk to a boy. So he's like, my solution is have some shots. (laughs) And then it'll loosen you up and you'll go talk to him. And so she does it. And so she gets a boy. And like, so he actually gets through to these kids by giving this terrible advice, it's you know for being a movie that nobody's heard of, it's you know it's getting good reviews and it's a really funny, you know, did, it's a pretty funny movie. How did on, y'all come across it? I was honestly I was just looking for uh, movies that I hadn't seen that got really good reviews that were in 2015. Right uh, on Netflix, or oh. you looked on Rotten Tomatoes. It's on Netflix though. Yeah, you know, you know I got a movie so. y'all should watch. We're just gonna bring it up every week. Bone Tomahawk. Dude, you jerks! And, the, <laughs> and honestly, that was we, the movie. We how many times did we discuss watching Bone Tomahawk? Four or so. Yeah, we. we the uh, deal is, Bone Tomahawk. I don't feel like is the right movie to start at two a.m. I just don't feel like that's the appropriate time to start watching Bone Tomahawk. I, I would movie. agree with that. So, actually, I'm going to make the expectations so high. You're probably going to think it's not that good. <laughs> but it's good. It's really, it's really fun to watch. <laughs> but yeah, go see. Guidance. I just wanted to mention Guidance because yeah. it's on Netflix and it's it it will look like a movie like oh it's just one of the unknown Netflix movies but it's actually legit. You should watch it. It is. 
Okay. Metacritic gives it a 66, and I think it was in the 80s or something on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah. Good little movie. Um, there it is. Before we end, do we want to say a quick anything about the Golden Globes? Like Matt Damon and The Martian – Best comedy. Oh, oh that's so ridiculous. That laugh riot. I'm glad that Ricky Gervais said something about it. I'm glad we that did? he Yeah, in his opening monologue. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch it. He basically made fun of the fact that the Martian was nominated for best and comedy. And then when he announced it, he made fun of it again. Yeah. So he pointed out how ridiculous it was that it was in the And really it's a rip off to all the movies because when you put a movie that's, you know, really well done drama into a comedy category it's it's got such a huge advantage. The other movies didn't really, you know, The Big Short had a chance. The other movies didn't have a chance. Trainwreck's not going to beat The Martian. No. Uh, you know, Spy right, isn't going right. to beat Martian. It's not fair. And then the actors in that category didn't really have a chance against Matt Damon because it's a dramatic no, that performance. Was ridiculous. Right. So dumb. Well, I was I was just curious. I mean, I actually I don't have the list in front of me for bringing it up, but from looking at it a couple of days ago, I thought there were a lot of great winners out there. Um, there are a couple of TV shows that apparently I need to watch, like Mozart in the Jungle. TV yeah. was weird. TV um, was weird yeah. this but year. But as far as movies go, I mean, I didn't have a problem with what won Best Drama, yeah. what actors yeah. won. I mean, it's yeah, the actors they got they nailed, all around, they nailed that. You know? I yeah, was I w- really happy that Brie Larson won for a Room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously happy that Leo won. Um, and I will say that Revenant winning Best Picture of the Golden Globes is kind of a game changer because I all had, the buzz was Spotlight, Big Short, and Carol. Right, right. Everybody thought those were the three front runners, but the fact that Revenant won the Golden Globe means that we have – this is the first time I can remember in forever. Where it's not just obvious. Where it's not just either an obvious one or an obvious two. Right. Usually there's two, like it could be this one or this one or an obvious one. This year, there are four legitimate movies. Well, that just be, speaks to the year. Like yeah, we were a lot talking of really about. good movies, but right. no like standout great ones. And what's nuts is that the Oscars always throws a wrench in it that the Golden Globes don't. That's right. true. I mean, I don't mean like I mean just nominations alone. Yeah. So there's I mean there's going to be some movies that are were nominated at the Globes that yep. will get snubbed. That's yeah, true. for sure. You know. Anyway, I'm just curious. Yeah. No. Uh, it was a, it was a good ceremony, and uh, you know when the Oscars come out. We will do a, a full-on Oscar preview special here on Pulp Fiction. So be sure to listen to that. And listen, if you are like everyone else in the world and have been like nonstop, in-depth, researching and watching Making a Murderer, be sure to listen to our other podcast this week. We're going to break down Making a Murderer on Pulp Fiction. Thank you for listening. <laughs>